What's with the? I mean, like you've got a groovy leather couch going and like a swinging microphone. Yeah. I feel like this is like it's when you're interviewing the ladies. We're like, yeah, hey, uh, I've got a radio show. You want to come on over? Yeah. Hey, have you, have you ever heard of uh, Kings of Con? Yeah, I'm the king. My buddy's the con. So yeah. listen, I got a, I got this whole room set up. It's real dope. You want to come check it out? Yeah, this is my dope setup. Is this what you do? Yeah, this is what is I that do your move with the ladies? Yeah, when I oh the blanket. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I brought this blanket. You know, I'm gonna get rid of this blanket and this pillow. It's just no way. <laughs> you know, this mic can't really pick you up from over there. Can you get closer? I, mean, I know all your tricks. <laughs> Finally, we got him. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. Uh, let's talk about um, the scandal well, first, that was. Well, let's first let's 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 sign on to the podcast. Let's say, hey, oh, hey everybody, my name is Rich Bate. Well, I got to play the song first, so let's oh, play the song. I'll play the song. Do it. Rich, All right, hey, everybody. Hey. Yeah, go you, ahead. You start. You start. Okay. You start. You think it's like hey. episode thirty-three. You think yeah, that we'd have this down? Yeah. Okay, you start. Okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Rob Benedict. I'm with Rich Spate. He's in Oregon. I'm in LA. And we're uh, talking beer. We're talking Oregon. We're talking hot weather. Rob and Rich Raw. Rob and Rich Raw. That's right. Um, which is code for no guest. <laughs> right, exactly. And we haven't had a show in like three weeks. So this is... Uh... I blame Jared Padalecki. I continue to blame Jared Padalecki. Uh, for hiring me on Walker, which was an absolute blast. Yeah. Um, so really, it's not his fault at all, but I blame him anyway. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a busy time for you. Very busy. Yeah, man. Busy time. Flying this is the first time I've ever, ever done the podcast with, a, with an iPad. Oh, how's it looking? Good. Okay. Um, so uh, I interrupted you before I played the theme song. You were going to say something about... Well, uh, I was and okay. I wasn't. Okay. Um, there, what happened? Something happened, and I thought, Oh, that'd be funny. Robin, I should talk about this in the podcast, and I've completely forgotten about what it was. But it involved, oh, my uh, dream. Oh, yeah, how bizarre! So, I had a freaky. Uh, are you Sex writing songs this week? Are you, are you writing? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Here's, here's if you were going to write a theme song mm -hmm. for this, if you have time, mm -hmm. otherwise, it's do an acapella number, you know what I mean? Like, but okay. it, it, it's uh, it's dreams. Dick's dream of Timmy and Bobo. I got it. Oh, done. Dream, 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 dream. It's a dream about Bobby and Timmy from the mind of Dick. It's gonna get steamy, yeah. And and so I I literally I had one of those nights sleep where you didn't sleep at all. It's so freaking hot here, and of course the dog likes to sleep with us. So then we have you know two adults and a dog in a bed, and it's just a gazillion degrees. You're sleeping on top of the sheets, not a breeze to be had anywhere. And um, so we're not sleeping great. Machete and I woke up at about four. We're like, ah, let's go outside. You know, maybe jump in the lake, or whatever. We did. And around six, we kind of got sluggish again. We're like, oh, well, let's, let's ride this wave of fatigue. Maybe grab an hour here, you know, of, of you know, how you do when you kind of get tired again in the morning. Hey, can you slow, go back to the part where you and her skinny dip at four in the morning? We just skinny dip. Can you slow down? Just let, them, let me play some music for that. <laughs> Hold That's on. a story I want to hear. That's not, 
we did there but let me tell you something there's nothing skinny about this mofo right now and certainly <laughs> knew it or not ain't skinny different and jay-z was appropriately clad all right um you say so but uh well i know you pervs the way you, the way you'll replay this in your head she is not and i believe and i'm nowhere to be seen i know how this works <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure i just bought um, my, my friend uh, scott's uh, girlfriend a birthday card she says a birthday come up i like the the begin the front of the card was two dogs looking at a cake one dog says what's that and the other one says oh that's the thing that when you bite into it food goes everywhere and then you go on the bed and you throw up and everybody gets mad at you like he's talking about the dogs eating the cake, right? And I thought right. that was funny. They've got a dog who do that sort of thing. I didn't read that the inside says, uh, uh, happy birthday, be naughty. <laughs> I got for my buddy's girlfriend. <laughs> I didn't really thought after be naughty. That's Anyways. the kind of card you would never give a buddy's girlfriend. You you'd just save it for Matt Cohen's wife. You know what I mean? Like you would not. <laughs> okay, so you and Randy. her, you get up, you have sex in the lake, and then go for Gross. Too, too, too far. Back to too bed. Much. Back to um, bed. And then we go back to bed, and suddenly have this, I don't know if you do this, but sometimes when I go back to bed, if I get that extra couple hours of sleep, I have really weird dreams, like, you know, uh -huh. in that sort of window of, yeah, my body goes deep sleep real quickly, and I have a really weird dream. I had this really weird dream, but it's super clear. Enough, clear enough to where I, as you can attest, texted you and Tim the details of the dream. Like I, yeah. I remembered it. I woke up and I remembered it. It was Tim Amundsen with jet black hair. Because Tim hair, Tim has got a little distinguished salt and pepper going these days. Mm -hmm. And it was Tim back back. Uh, I've known Tim for twenty some odd years. So, oh gosh, I've known Tim for thirty years. So it was somewhere back when Tim had jet black hair. And you. Looked like your, I'm not going to say your Felicity days, because that was real young, but it, but you definitely like early when I met you, clean cut. So okay. 10 years ago, you know, All right. no yeah. beard. Uh, and you and you were conservatively dressed. Okay, I like it. Tim was, Tim was kind of conservatively dressed like Tim, kind of fashion forward, conservatively dressed. And I was, I looked like what I used to wear like in high school, like blazer, white shirt, tie and khakis. And we were all backstage and it was, and in the dream, it was the first convention back from COVID. It was like, oh, we're all doing a convention. Oh, wow. And we, this is a detail I didn't tell you. <clears throat> I was commenting, I'm like, man, you look so young, Rob. It's so trippy. I was also clean shaven in the stream, by the way, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I was like, wow, you look really young. You know, like, yeah, I just started to clean up, you know, COVID's over. And we go out into this, under the stage and it felt more like a kings of con set than it felt like a real convention okay it was a very low stage uh -huh. you know kind of a lackluster feel of the whole vibe and the audience all turned and looked at us as we walked in and we're happy to see us but it wasn't like we were all expecting it to be like through the roof because conventions have been gone for so long we thought oh people are gonna go nuts right, right. tim tim amundsen rob benedict and richard spate a panel people are gonna go crazy for it you know a, a moderate a moderate response uh. like they're like oh, yeah these guys uh -huh. like, wow that's tough but we didn't we didn't care we we're all in good moods we get up there the stage is carpeted with like a carpet you have in people's playrooms and basements really short nap uh to it 
And I realized I got on there. I felt something funny. Look down. I'm barefoot. I got no shoes and socks on. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I got no shoes and socks. And you guys kind of make a bit out of it. The audience like, hey, look old shoeless Joe's and sockless jerk, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember that. I don't know. That wasn't the joke, but it's not like that. You guys are kind of giving me a hard time. And you go, well, go get your shoes and socks on, man. Why am I yawning? I don't know. I don't know. Um, go get your shoes and socks on. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And so I go backstage and it kind of felt like one of those kitchen backstages that we are used to. And uh, I found my backpack. It was my actual backpack. And in my backpack, I found, I found socks. They didn't match. And I couldn't find my shoes. And I really PO'd. I felt like somebody was jerking me around and they'd taken my shoes. And so I put on the socks and my I was just eating away at the time of our panel and it was a limited amount of time. So I'm like, I'm just going to put the socks on and go back out there. And every door I opened there, it was the wrong room. I was uh. going down that, that innocuous hallway where everything looks the same. And I'd open it, it weird. I'd kind of push curtains. It was almost like I was in the wings every time and I'd push a curtain back. And one time it was this real Jack tattooed guy, like answering the question, like nobody I recognized, nobody wow. from supernatural, nobody in our friend group, nobody in your friend group, none of your seedy drug people. And it was just like some rando. And I was like, I like backed out of that and went to another one, <laughs> another like rando. I'm like, and I started to have like a mild anxiety or, pan- or panic. I'm like, I can't find where I'm supposed to be. Right. And a handler, and I'm pretty sure in my dream, it was Angel. You know, Angel the handler was sure. creation handler. Yeah. Pretty sure it was Angel. All right. Tapping his shoulder said, I'll show you where it is. And showed me and brought me to the curtain, pulled back the curtain. And there you and Tim are entertaining the people. And I rejoin you on stage, still shoeless, but wearing socks. And you guys kind of giving a hard time, but we kind of banter back and forth. And, and I woke up. Well, okay. I've got some questions. So when you, you texted Tim and I today and you said I had this dream. Yeah. And I did have this dream. Tim asked, Tim asked a good question, which were you wearing pants? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't answer. I wasn't avoiding the answer. I it was felt wearing, like you were avoiding khakis. Well, I was wearing khakis. Yeah. Okay. So, right. Trousers. We were all very conservatively dressed. We, it was almost like the, you know, the Midwest versions of ourselves uh-huh. were all like on stage. Interesting. Um, I wonder if the, the guy with the tattoos was uh, Al Cal's friend. Kenny. Yeah. That could have been Kenny. I, I feel like, although Kenny's a fit dude, I feel like this guy was more like Joe Rogan jacked. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe it's Joe Rogan. Could have been Joe Rogan. Could have been some sort of dream hybrid of Kenny and Joe Rogan. Co-Rogan or Jenny? Sure. So uh, it, this is either something that happened in the past or you're, you've dreamt of the future. I, I can see where all three of us, you know, we text a lot, the three of us. Could be clean cut. Us. Go yeah, to a I was convention. thinking now that you said that, maybe I shaved my beard this summer. Oh, dude, wouldn't that be something? Although that kind of freaks everybody out. I know that's why I'm going to do it. I want to get people. I wouldn't do it when you up. have some. I wouldn't do it when you have one of those ladies over there on the on the podcast sofa. I don't even know what you're talking about. Listen, where are you going? We were sitting. We we're having a podcast. I got back out here. What'd you go in for? Another beer? On my phone. Oh, oh yeah. You were referencing the text with the channel ID, the reference point. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, because it felt like you were going to try to look at your other text while we were doing a podcast, and I just can't have that. I can't have it. Um, no, you can't do that. And we lost him. Um, 
Well, that's that's a good dream. It's a that's a healthy dream. I I I, I too today I woke up at five in the morning because the kids have dragging uh, the whip track practice early in the morning. Hundred and, degrees. And uh, well, we're not in Oregon, remember? But yeah, we uh, <laughs> they have track practice early in the morning, and then uh, then I'm up. But then I went back to bed at like seven. But I I just my dreams are just they're just like real stuff. Yeah. Like I, I had a dream I was visiting my friend for his birthday, and that's what I'm doing this weekend. Well, my dream wasn't it wasn't that far from reality. That's the thing it was because it you know that's the true. baseline of us doing a convention together. Okay. Yeah. It was the you sexual know. stuff that kind of threw me. Well, listen, you're not going to get Tim Owens and and Robin on a stage and have them not start humping. Like well, that's just going to happen. You were also you're obviously real riled up because you and JC just. Just, 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 you're so dirty and poor Jason devoured that lake and just did naughty things in that lake. I'm going to tell her and she's going to send you a strongly worded email. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. Uh, so you're up there. You made it up. That must feel good. Dude, that's a bitch of a drive. I did 15 hours day one. Wow. Uh, to get to Portland uh, so I could pick up my oldest son from the Portland airport. Yeah, so he was on um, a he was on some kind of outrigger adventure, right? Yeah, he did an outward bound, two week outward bound uh, excursion, fourteen days, no shelter. He, has he changed? Is he different? He had a huge beard. <laughs> no, uh, he's uh, he's great, man. He went from fourteen to fifteen because that uh, it, it bridged his birthday, and he, he just, spent his birthday you know, up there mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of strangers. Yeah, yeah. And his birthday was was his twenty four hours so. Part of the thing is they have to do 24 hours in the woods on their own, day and night, and day, and uh, that was on his birthday. So he like he literally went in the woods 14, came out 15. Isn't that trippy? Oh my, oh my god, he wanted to do that. Yeah, he loved it. Isn't that something? So he yeah, was man. 24 hours by himself out there. Yeah, he's so funny too. I'm like, what was it like, dude? Were you nervous? And he goes, yeah. See, like the scariest part to me is like I kept like <laughs> I was in bed, you know, sleeping on the ground in my sleeping bag, and they had they had an infestation of mosquitoes, so that he had to wear winter gear, like a net, a hat, mittens, all winter like cold weather gear to protect themselves from the mosquitoes. And so it's like I'm laying there all bundled up, and you're hearing noises, and you know what you're hearing because you know it's not your buddies, you know it's not your instru- you know your leader, and because I kept being afraid that I would just wake up and there'd be like a baby doll right next to me. I'm like, that's what you were afraid of? Like, that suddenly it'd be a B horror movie taking place, right? <laughs> Either way. Not like a, a, a wolf a, or a, a bear, bear or which is probably what it actually was. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, the great thing, the, the really, it would really throw the bear. The bear was like, I'm going to eat that little blonde kid and go to there and he's like, crinkle, crinkle the leaves. Like, Rawr! and Steve wakes up going, ah. Thank God you're not a baby doll. <laughs> fine. Good bear. And the bear yeah. like, huh? <laughs> Bear goes home. How was it? Row. Right, right. Right aquarium. Right aquarium. He wasn't scared. We wished I were a baby doll. That's your bear. Um, raw. My bear is more like Astro from the Jetsons. Like, yeah. Row, row, row. Yeah. Right, we're not. Reed, row. 
Yeah, and a little bit like Cookie Monster. <laughs> Rob is for Cookie. <laughs> Rob eats pot cookies. That's what he always does. <laughs> Rob eats pot cookies. That's what he always does. Rob eats pot cookies. That's what he always does. Um, so he pops up methamphetamine. Wow, look at lighting. Yeah, it's pretty good, right? That's dope. That's a dope love pad you got. I'm on the move. So uh, that's that's insane. That's that's just crazy insane. He had his, his cell phone cell phone with him. No, he's not so. to play some games. And... No, they had a an Xbox, a solar Xbox. Oh, that's cool. Um, I wonder if he's going to be one of those dudes that uh, competes on Survivor. No, I don't see that happening. Why? Uh, Why do you, you say no so quickly? As if because Steve doesn't have a competitive. Like Steve is one thing I admire about Steve is like Steve pushes himself. But he's uh, the nicest guy in the world, best buddy in the world. Like he, he would not compete for that. Like he uh, would be, he'd be the guy helping the other team. He'd be like, oh, here. Right. I just don't see him doing that kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, what else happened today? Uh, I feel like there were some big news items. There was uh, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was released. No. And uh, that the uh, actress who did the was in the cult. She was sentenced to. Oh, I watched you talking about in the in the cult with the with the guy, the Nixium guy, yeah, Nixium guy. And what was her name? Uh, she was on Smallville. Who was the one who was on Smallville? Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, that's her name. No, wait a minute. Uh, um, Wellington. No, Beef Wellington. <laughs> I think it's Tom. It's Tom Welling. I think. And not- <laughs> <laughs> it's not Tom, not Tom Wellington. Tom Beef Wellington. <laughs> uh, uh, Rob and I, Rob and I were making fun of white white supremacists at one point in our life because we like to. Because what can you do to a white supremacist other than mock them for uh, being a moron? And uh, <laughs> we're reading there. Not there's there's a, some famed, you know, I guess white supremacist of note in the idiot circle that would be a white supremacist circle who goes by the the street name baked alaska which we just thought was so funny uh, and, I, and i remember getting the joke to you i'm like well you know i guess i guess he'll be he'll, he'll really take a shine to your street name oysters rockefeller yeah <laughs> oh rock Imagine trying to be that tough. Make Alaska. Well, you know, when you are a white supremacist, you've already done the heavy lifting for everybody else. They don't have to try to figure out if you're a moron. Yeah. You've gone ahead and yeah. Beat them uh, to the rush. Um Allison anyway, Mack. Allison Mack. Allison Mack. Mack. Okay. No, not not Tom Wellington. Tom B. Wellington. Right. Allie Mack. Or Miguel Mack. Right. <laughs> I watched that I watched that uh, documentary. Yeah. Um that was something. Yeah. I'm always I'm always uh, mystified how those dudes can just uh, lure in un- untold numbers of people. There's always a good contingency of pretty ladies and the, and the cult leader's always having his way with a lot of them. Trying to sleep with them, yeah. Or, I mean, or successfully so. And I'm like, so kids at home, 
here's how you know you're in a cult. If you're following somebody and they, they are a, they, you feel like they're a spiritual guru of sorts and they're helping you and, and that's all they're doing, well, well, then you might have found a great leader. You might have found somebody, a great teacher and uh, it can inspire you to do great things. If that person is also trying to lay you and everyone around you mm-hmm. and, and having some success with your peers, you might be you might be in a cult yeah you know yeah just core anyone getting coerced to tattoo the initials of said leader or the brand it wasn't even a tattoo right you got branded yeah right near their area yeah that's and also the other thing is if you're in a group and they say listen you can be in this group we want you in this group just real quickly send us all these nudes of yourself and tell us all your deepest secrets so we can use them against you if you ever were to turn against us. Right. That right there, red flag, you're in a cult. That's you a know? pretty big red flag right there. Yeah. I know. And and I'm not going to say that Rob, when we started our partnership, didn't uh, wouldn't work with me until I turned over nudes. That did happen. But well, he, he insisted they be tasteful. So <laughs> at that point, oh. I'm like, well, I can trust this guy. I don't know. I've, I, I don't know if we could say that I asked for them, but they were sent. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't ask for them you didn't want them but they were sent they were framed and they were placed <laughs> right above. i would say uh you know sophisticatedly across the in various places in your home uh-huh tastefully yes on the great tasteful notes you have to be laying down to spot it um, uh, that was by the way that was one of the uh, our good friend jason manns back when i was gonna you know the first idea of making a record of that guy you know uh, under the dick jr banner came up and i was like okay and we're trying to get the band names i'm like all right dick jr you know and i had some ideas and one of them i said dick jr and the tasteful nudes and he was like no i mean he said no before i get this out in the nudes and i thought the great name dick jr and the tasteful nudes and it'd be all of us wearing like fig leaves you know I like it. Jason. Yeah. Um, Jason's more by the book than you are. Yeah. I think yeah, you should have gone with that. That doesn't mean I'm gonna. I'm not gonna have an album called Tasteful News. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what you should do. That's what you should have done. I still will. Dick Jr. and the Volunteers, and the album's Tasteful called News. Tasteful News. Yeah. And then what would be on the cover? You and a fig leaf. All of, all, all of the people who contribute to the record wearing fig leaves, except for Emma Fitzpatrick, he'd be wearing a snowsuit, hat, and gloves, and fully clothed. Um, right. Or how about... Uh, it'd be all the dudes. Yeah. Or it could just be like a bunch of like dogs or like animals, because they don't wear clothing. Luna's wearing... I see Luna's wearing a collar right now. Well, that's it, though. Good point. What if you just wore a collar? Or what about last week when all you wore was a collar? That one. Uh, well, it was collar week. You know the old <laughs> joke. Why did the dog lick itself between the legs? Why? Because it can. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Well, that's a. There's that other joke. You know, it was, a, it was told. I heard the joke told by old Southern comedian Louis Louis Grizzard. And Louis Guzard told the story about Ugo, which is the name of the University of Georgia dog, the little bulldog. Uh-huh. It represents the University of Georgia Bulldogs. 
And he was telling the story about two good old boys sitting in the stands of a Georgia football game. And Ugga runs out to the 50-yard line and just plops down, raises one leg, and immediately starts going to town on his own junk. And licking it up a storm, one of the good old boys looking at that, looking at the dog goes, man, I wish I could do that. And the other boy says, that dog would bite you. That's good. That's good, right, Ravi? That's good. That's good. Um, so, uh, what do you think? What else? Uh, Trump, Trump, the Trump organization is going to get slapped with something. I don't believe it until I see it. I really don't. I think it's too. Um, I don't think Trump himself is going to go down. I think someone who works at his company is going to get slapped with something. We'll see, man. I really do think, for all the jokes, they seem to be very, you know, Trump's. The fact that he notoriously doesn't send emails or, or, or write anything down makes him literally bulletproof. Like there's mm-hmm. no, unless, it's, unless somebody testifies against him and then it, even then it's kind of hearsay. Right. Like, right. So he's kind of, I, I don't think he's going to feel any of this. Doesn't feel like that. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Cause you're a big yeah. baseball fan. Yeah. Do you watch college baseball at all? I haven't been watching. Uh, I know the World Series is going on. Yeah, because Vanderbilt uh, University, the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So even though I did not attend Vanderbilt, uh, I'm a massive Vanderbilt fan because it's from. They are that school is located in Nashville, Tennessee, right down the street from my high school. My dad went to Vanderbilt. My nephew went to Vanderbilt. My sister went to Vanderbilt. My mom attended Vanderbilt. Uh, and I went to a million basketball and uh football games all my life and now there's a whole uh they have a phenomenal baseball so they're competing in the world series right now playing right now game three who are they playing mississippi state all right the vanderbilt won game one handily and then mississippi state came back and just beat the tar out of them last night um, you know, uh, and uh, they always have a good team, though, right? Of uh, in the last, you know, say eight nine years, yeah, they've had they've had really good teams. Oh, so I see what you're saying. Wait a minute. You know what? You just you dropped a piece of news, my Rob. You dropped a headline. Play that. Bobby dropped a headline theme song that you probably won't write, but might sing a cappella. Bobby dropped a headline. Okay. I didn't realize it. That hot off the press, 6 p.m. Yeah. Six minutes ago, a Manhattan uh-huh. grand jury indicted the Trump organization and yeah. Alan Weisselberg. Wow, it's coming at you live. Rob Benedict, we're taking yeah. calls. I'm telling you. Benedict on the time. Now, in all in all fairness, what I what I saw was a couple hours ago, it said that it he was going to be charged. So yeah. Hey, take the take the win. You know, yeah. don't buy back the sale. Right. No, I'm trying to tell you. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome, but it's, it's progress. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's cool. Yeah. I was I, trying to, I was trying to see, look it up to see if I could find the what progress of the Vanderbilt game right now, but it doesn't appear I can. 
hey, what's the story? You're tapped into Hollywood. What's the story with Britney Spears? What's the big deal? Like, I, I, I don't really, I've seen snippets, but there's something where she's trying to not have her dad run her company or something. Yeah, what, she, what do you got? She got locked into this conservatorship with her dad where everything that she makes, all of her residuals and everything goes to him. And somehow some court, I, I, I watched the documentary and of course I don't totally remember the details, but some court basically said because of her mental problems that she's gone through uh, and some of those illnesses that she's not fit to run her own money, which now that she's full-fledged adult, she's totally healthy. It's not true anymore, but her dad is holding her, somehow holding her in this. Um, and they're saying like, they're even seeing, you know, it's, it's like, she's yeah, trapped into this contract and it's, uh, so she's gone to court to try to get emancipated from that. That stinks. Yeah. It's shitty to have a, a bad parent like that. I think he's a, he's not a yeah. good dude. Yeah, man. But does she have any emotional or mental instability issues? Is that a thing? Yeah, there used to be. I mean, I, you know, now I think she's got it under control. But uh, yeah, you should watch this documentary. I should rewatch the documentary because I oh, saw Oh, there's it. a documentary. There's a documentary, yeah. Called? Like Framing Britney Spears or Freeing Britney Spears. Oh, man. Or something. Is it? Yeah, it's on this. I'll find it and I'll send All right, I got to look it up. I'm being lazy. I'll look it up. Oh, there it goes. Put in the typewriter noise. Robbie's on the Google machine. Off to the Google factory. Dear Dear Ann Landers. Okay. Yeah, framing Britney Spears. And uh, framing Britney Spears. Where is it streaming? Let's see. I love. I I can only imagine our listeners are going screaming the answer, as you and I. No one scream. That is Hulu. It's on the Hulu. 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 We like to say it the Frida Norman way. Hulu. Hulu. So the Britney Spears documentary can be watched and enjoyed by all on the app slash network known as Hulu. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so watch it. Framing Britney Spears on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, so that's going on. A lot going on. But man, do you I mean, know what? Here's another interesting thing I learned today. We're officially right. halfway through 2020. We are? It's June 30th. It's the midpoint of the year. How about that? Them apples. It's good, man. It's good. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of freaky, but it feels like it just began. I know. And then summer will go by lickety split. Yeah. And then back in school, another year gone. I think, I feel like, uh, I feel like Vanderbilt's going to lose this game. Okay. Why do you feel what, like what, that? What? Uh, why are you getting that vibe? Uh, I'm, I think I'm looking at updates, but I can't tell if this is updates from yesterday or anyway. I feel like we're already getting beat. Well, you'll be pleased to know the St. Louis Cardinals won today. They've been doing pretty poorly with the 
They swept the series against the Diamondbacks, who aren't very good, but we won, so we're excited over here in Cardinal Nation. That's great. That's yeah. real good. No, I knew you'd be excited about that. Um, well, Brian, Brian Coglin, who look, you know, the fellow who runs the landscaping business here in, in Wallowa County. The Cogs. His, the Cogs. His mother-in-law's a big uh, Cardinals fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. I thought I had to do something. You and Cogs' mow-in-law got in common. Nice. That's good. Yeah, that, that and your bad hips and your eyesight. <laughs> um, so tomorrow I'm going on a family vacation, taking the kids to, uh, uh, well, just the East Coast, kind of going up the East Coast. When you say family vacation, is this like Manson family, like a bunch of like lo lovers in a bus with drugs and music and a, a leader who feels like everybody should love each other slash terrorize the neighborhood? Is it that kind of family? Yeah, what do you think it was? That's not it. You're right. I'm sorry. That's dumb. <laughs> uh, it's just people who, who like families. Um, no, it's, uh, it's my family. My family, the children that I have. Great. Grown young people now. I know. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going across the country. And, and then we're going to meet what? Hank and, and Paul, friends of the podcast. We're meeting them up in Maine. Speaking of tasteful nudes. Yeah, exactly. Paul Fitzgerald and Hank. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's great. That's going to be great. Paul, the other night, uh, or the other day, texted my friend Scott, who I'd love to get on the podcast, but probably won't because he's not really a podcast guy. But Scott, who's, you know, his partner is, uh, you know, his girlfriend is pregnant and uh, oh, nice. he's ex expecting a child. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, Paul texted him apropos of nothing and out of the blue just said, Oh man, I just had the greatest sex dream about you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Paul. Uh, yeah. And, and how are you? And congratulations on the baby. But I yeah. have to tell you, we got naughty. And it was just a dream. It's just a dream. Yeah. But um, a man can dream. Man can dream. Um, One day, Robbie, he'll get his mitts on you. And that day is coming. He's tried. Those days are over. <laughs> mm. Mm. Uh, he had his chance. Mm. Yeah. Bring him over. Put him on that on that creepy podcast sofa That's you got true. going over get there. Get on the sofa. Play some of my creepy music. Dangle that microphone in front of him. See what he has to say about that. <laughs> you know what I'm um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, what else is going on? Not much. Look at my beard's looking good, huh? Yeah, did you get it uh, trimmed or shaped? Nah, I did it myself. Yeah, it's looking sharp. Kind of like uh, Fagan from Oliver. Yeah, exactly. That's the look I'm going for. Yeah. You've got to pick a pocket or two, mm. boys. You've got to pick a pocket or two. That's right. That's right. You'd be, be a good Fagan, and I could be the, uh, I'll shave and be the artful Dodger. We'd be good at that. Yeah, exactly. You, you, like, that's a, maybe that's the dream I had. Right. And I, maybe black-haired Tim Amundsen is Bill Sykes. Yeah, I was going to say Oliver, but yeah, Bill Sykes would probably be more. He might be a tad <laughs> long in the tooth for Oliver, but. I, I love it. The, I can see the reviews already. It'll be like, Richard Spate is a revelation as Fagan. 
Yeah. And Tim Amundsen dazzles. Dazzles. A bit curious is the uh, picking Rob Benedict to play the Artful <laughs> Dodger, a teenager, played by a fifty-year-old, but it works somehow. It works. Somehow, him living with a bunch of boys, <laughs> teaching him how to rob people, isn't creepy at all, which mystifies this journalist because it really should be. Man, mm -hmm. look at the lake. It is so pretty. Look at that uh, behind it. Oh, look at that. Wow. Isn't that something? Yeah. It's it's weird. Like, what am I looking at? What's that? That is well, I will like. Yeah, what's on the other That's side? Right. Is that the other side? That is a um, moraine. Because this is a glacial lake, so when the glacier came down the mountain and bore into the ground, it forced land up, and that is the naturally occurring moraine uh, oh. that holds the water in. And there's no tree growth. Isn't that interesting? Like, there it tree growth all around here. But on the moraine, I guess because of the soil content or the rock ratio or whatever, I honestly don't know. So uh, what's the depth between you and the moraine? You mean depth depth or, or distance? Uh, depth of water. Oh, the water gets super deep in the middle Does because it? of, think of a reverse uh, uh, iceberg, you know, it, right. glacier, you know, it's really deep. And then how far it starts is that? Here, Oh, that's not that far. That's uh, a mile. Beach. Uh, sh I mean, no, not even the mile. The lake going that way is six. I think it's six miles long going across. Yeah, you're probably a mile. I think I didn't realize that, that that I didn't realize you had that there. So is it create a sort of like an echo chamber? Yeah, man. So when they do like fireworks off the lake, yeah. the noise is unbelievable. Wow. Wow. That's super cool. And you'll also hear like we, there's a public beach over there. Mm -hmm. Okay, see that, mm -hmm. and that's you can hear people like having conversations at the right wow. if the wind blowing the right way. Like, wow, this sound has nowhere to go. People going, boy, the Hayes family is really. <laughs> Did you see that creepo with the microphone and the leather sofa on the last podcast? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I heard that, Deborah. Uh, yeah, yeah, machete. I get. I'm right here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, I was hoping to do the podcast from Mcro tonight, but we're, our, our schedule got a little wonky. But one of one of these nights, uh, yeah, let's do we'll it after do, I we'll get do an back. Mcro. Yeah, after yeah. I get back from my trip, maybe we can get Tina back on. And hell, maybe we can get a guest. You know, but why don't we have Tyler Hayes? Why don't we get Tyler Hayes? I mean, he's literally great. a world-renowned furniture designer, guy who runs Mcro, great, has his own clothing line, makes those mugs. Get Tyler Hayes in there. And how hard me. could that be? It'd be awesome. All right, let's play on that. Let's get let's get right. Tina back and Tyler Hayes, and we'll do a whole right. thing. Great, and uh, and then maybe we can get Tim Amundsen on one of these days too. Oh, dude! If, well, if I'm, if he could, you know, stop making movies nonstop. I know, I know. Christ, hardest working man in showbiz. Hardest working man in showbiz. He's he's the uh, I'm about to say Art Linkletter, but that's not Milton Berle. <laughs> hey, everybody at home, scramble to to Google those two names. Milton Berle and Art Linkletter, not the same guys. No. Nope. <laughs> You're, um, You're on fire tonight. Yeah. Well, I like to make references that the kids say. Yeah. Uh, the kids know. Um, all right. Uh, all good right. seeing you. Good to you. you too. Yeah. Well, I, I'm announcing it, even though we don't have, we haven't booked him. Tyler Hayes, founder and designer for BDDW and M. Crow. He's going to be our next guest. And I can finally, uh, I can play him our theme song and I can ask him what the M actually stands for.
and hopefully hopefully the he'll say the m is for none of your business right that'd be great you know how he goes um what if, what if he says none of your business <laughs> then then he wins because you got the m in there um, um all right have a good night have a good pizza yeah you do the same all right i'll catch you on the flip side yeah bro and thanks everybody be well hang in there if you're in the pacific northwest stay cool bye everybody thanks for listening and uh <laughs> thanks for being patient we'll get uh, more podcasts coming to you in, in the meantime few weeks in the meantime he just hung up.